you've got your Bibles, can you turn with me to John 10, please? In John 10, we read the following. Truly, I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in by some other way, is a thief and a robber. But the one who enters the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name, and he leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from the stranger because they do not recognize the stranger's voice. Jesus used this as a figure of speech, but the Pharisees did not understand what he was telling them. Therefore, Jesus said, very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief only comes to kill, steal and destroy. But I have come that you may have life and have it in all its fullness. And a bit later on in verse 14, it says, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as I have known, just as the father knows me, I have known the father and I lay down my life for the sheep. I also have other sheep that are not in this pen and I must bring them also and they too will listen to my voice and they shall be one flock and one shepherd. Isn't it awesome to hear a good passage of scripture like that? I I love just a, a good passage like that. But you know, this passage is all about us listening and being led and being familiar with the voice of the good shepherd. Now, the first thing that strikes me about this is the good shepherd knows the sheep by name. Can I have my slide? Take a look, a good look at these woolly sheep. Can you name them by name? Seriously, don't, don't, have you ever seen a flock of sheep? Don't they all just look the same? I don't mean to be rude, but they look one sheep pretty much like the next one. But you know what? God says that when he looks at us, that he knows us all by name. That even though we are all sheep, and we are all sheep, but he knows us all by name. You know, sometimes we can feel that we're just one in a million million. We're just one of a flock, and we're all, we just blend in, and and there's nothing special, there's nothing unique about us. And yet, you know what? God says that he knows us by name. In the same way as a shepherd will know the name of each one of these ones, this one's Flossie, this one's Philly, this one's whatever. You know, God, just as a shepherd, will know... Each sheep by name, God knows each one of us by name. And you know what? There's some people in here this morning, I believe God wants you to know, you're not just one of the crowd, you're unique. God knows you by name and his eyes are on you. And you need to be encouraged by that this morning, church. You know, at school, in my first lesson, my party trick is to name every single child. All right? Now, the kids think I'm a genius. I'm not. I'll admit that freely. I just learn it by rote. I can remember 30 words in order, which is essentially what I do. But do you know why I do it? Because the kids then feel somebody knows me and actually that makes them feel special straight away. And especially for the little year sevens. Do you know what I mean? They love somebody to know their name. And one of my year sevens this year said, oh, she knows my name. And it just made them feel special. But you know what? Knowing that God knows us by name should make us feel special, should make us realise that we are of value and we are of worth. And some of you in here need to hear that today, that you are of value and you are of worth. And the great shepherd doesn't just see you as one of the many flock. He sees you and he knows you by name. 
equally getting names wrong can get you into a lot of trouble. I've got a girl who I constantly call Alicia, and she's Alicia. I once actually called my friend's boyfriend by her ex-boyfriend's name. That didn't go down too well. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so getting names right. But praise God, he doesn't get our names wrong. He knows us. You know what, as well, I want to encourage you this morning that, you know, that not only does he know us by name, as it tells us in this, he knows the hairs on our head. Matthew 10, verse 30 tells us that. It also tells us in Psalm 56 that he collects our tears. This, it says it. It says, you number my wanderings. You put my tears into your bottle. Are they not in your book? God sees our striving. And also in Psalm 136, which is one of my favorite Psalms, it says that God saw us in our mother's womb and he numbers our days. Now, when I was pregnant with both my my beautiful kids there was one song that was really just really was on was just with me all the time and it was before before there was time and it says this before there was time you counted the hairs on my head you knew all the words that i'd said and you purchased me back from the dead you searched me before I was made, you searched me and you knew my days. You numbered all of my days and you set forth the steps that I would take. And you know what? That just really encouraged me that even as I was pregnant with my children, that God had his eyes on my children, that God knew my kids. And you know what? I want to encourage you this morning. Today, you are not just part of a crowd, a nameless sheep. You are a child of God who is known by God, whose hairs on your head are counted. If that doesn't encourage you, church, I don't know what will. Do you know what I mean? For some of you, there's not many hairs to count, but God still knows how many there are. Do you know what I mean? And you need to be encouraged this morning that you're not just one in a million. Do you know what I mean? You are unique, you are special, and God's eyes are on you. You know, and some of you really need to take hold of that. And some of you just need to be encouraged by that. You know, but not only are we unique and we are special, then our God's eyes are on us. But you know what? God doesn't just want to see us. He wants to lead us and he wants to guide us. He wants us to know him and to listen to him. You know, I sometimes think, why does God want to speak to us? Well, it's very clear, isn't it, that he wants to lead us into life, into all its fullness. God doesn't speak because he's a chatterbox. God doesn't speak because he's a bit like me and he gets bored if he's not talking. God's not like me who can't do a sponsored silence. Do you know what I mean? That's not, none of those are reasons why God speaks to us. The Bible tells us God speaks to us because he wants to lead us into a life in all its fullness. That's why God wants to speak to us. He wants to bless us, not only bless us where we're at, but move us on into greater blessing. And you know what? If we're going to actually be wave riders, and then he said rave riders then, that's something totally different, wave riders, you know, we need we need to be paying attention to what God is saying and what God is doing. Otherwise, we can miss the wave. And I want to encourage you this morning. Not only are you special and are unique and God knows you by name, God wants to speak to you personally. And you know what? If we're going to be wave riders, all right, we need to hear the voice of God. Because only when we are paying attention and we hear the voice of God for ourselves, will we position ourselves in the right place to meet that wave. And you know what? We need to be paying attention attention. Not so long ago, it was the, the Tour de Yorkshire. And we, uh, it was around, I think it was, was it your birthday, Owen? I think it was. It was around Owen's birthday. So we had the family over. We went out and we, we walked about half a mile outside the village where we live so that we could be in a really great vantage point. And we stood there for about half an hour and we stood there and we're waiting, really excited. 
there was a sight problem. They came past in two lots. Now, when the first, what they call it, peloton, is it? I don't know, the first group of riders went past. You know, I'd been waiting for ages, giving my attention, and then all of a sudden I saw Lana out the corner of my eye, and she was getting closer and closer to the edge of the curb and closer and closer to the bike. So really, I just turned and looked at her, and then I'd missed them. Allegedly, in that first group, Bradley Wiggins was there. I'd missed him. Anyway, the second time, the second group of people come by, and exactly the same happens. I can see her, and so I look, and I lose, and I, again, apparently Bradley Wiggins was in the second lot as well, so take your pick. I don't know where he actually was. I missed him both times. But you know what? If we're not paying attention, all right, we can easily miss the thing that we're meant to be looking at. And it's so easy to get distracted, church. But, you know, when we realize that we are unique, that God has got his eyes on us and God wants to speak to us, I don't know about you, I don't want to miss a single thing God's got to say. I don't want to be distracted by Lana tripping into the road and maybe going with the cyclists. I want to give God my attention. You know what? I can believe that as a church, we can do so many good things in this city and in this nation. But you know, I really believe that we need to hear what God's saying and do what he's saying, not just do good things. You can do loads of good things. But you know what? It's so much more powerful when we're doing the good things that God's calling us to, not just good things. Joyce Meyer puts it like this. Hearing from God is vital for our... For, for, sorry. Hearing from God is vital to enjoy his internal plan for our lives. Listening to God is our decision. No one else can make it for us. God won't force us to choose his will, but he'll do everything he can to encourage us to say yes to his ways. You know, I want to encourage you as well. If you look back at verse 16 in John 10, it actually says there are other sheep to come into the fold yet. Whether you've been in the fold, yonks, or whether you've just come to Christ and faith is all new and this hearing from God sounds a bit strange, you know what? Each one of us is meant to be hearing the shepherd's voice. And it doesn't matter whether you've been in church years or whether you've just got to know God. God wants to speak to each one of us because he wants to lead us into a life in all its fullness. Now, I do have to add a caveat here. I do have to be honest with you. You know, life in all its fullness, woohoo, we all want that, don't we? The Bible is clear, there will be valleys. But the Bible is also clear that there will be still water and green pasture. But you know, wherever God leads us, he leads us through it because he wants us to experience life in all its fullness. Not just individually, guys, but corporately as a church. You know, I believe God has got great things for us as a church if we will but listen and do what he tells us to do. And you know what? We need to be people who are confident in who we are in Christ. We are his children. We are loved. We are unique. He knows the hairs on our head. He knows the words we're going to say. And you know what? We need to be children who are hearing the voice of God and following him because we know that when we do, we enter into life in all its fullness. You know? Yeah, you can. it. Yeah, well, it's Darren's. (laughs) It's fine. Jared's worried I'm going to tread on Darren's iPad. (laughs) Bless you. I just want to have a look then at a, a, a passage in, in 1 Samuel that just opens up a few things that I really felt challenged to bring. Now, I hope you're all right with me bringing a bit of challenge this morning, church, because you know what? I want to bless you. I want to encourage you. I've done your encouraging bit. God's, God sees you. He wants to lead you. I'm now going to give you a bit of challenge and then we'll have a bit of cheery stuff at the end. Is that all right? Right. If you've got your Bibles, turn to 1 Samuel 3 for me. 1 Samuel 3 says this. Now the boy Samuel ministered to the Lord to the Lord before Eli, and the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no widespread revelation. But it came to pass at that time when Eli was laying down in his place, and when his eyes had begun to grow dim, so dim that he could not see, and before the lamp of the Lord went out in the tabernacle, 
where the Ark of the Covenant was. And while Samuel was laying down, that the Lord called Samuel and he answered, here am I. So he ran to Eli and said, here I am, you called for me. And he said, I didn't call for you, lie down again. And then he went and lay down. Then the Lord called yet again to Samuel. So Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, here I am, you called me. And he said, I did not call you, my son, lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, nor was the word of the Lord revealed to him. And the Lord called Samuel a third time. And so he arose and he went to Eli and said, here I am, for you did call me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord had called the boy. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, go, lie down, and it shall be that if he calls you, that you must say, speak, Lord, for your servant is, he is. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. And now the Lord came and he stood and he called as at the, as at the other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel answered, speak, for your servant he is. Then the Lord said to Samuel, Behold, I will do something in Israel at which both ears of everyone who hears it will tingle. And then he goes on to, to, to speak against Eli. You know, there's two people in this passage that I just want to briefly look at this morning. And the first one was Eli. Now, he was a judge and a priest. He was from the third, he was from, the, from Aaron's line. He was the third son. He's from the line of the fourth, third, fourth, fourth fourth son of Aaron. And he, you know what? He was well respected by most of the people. Hannah actually entrusted his preci her precious son to him. You know, he was beloved, but his sons were an absolute nightmare. Absolute nightmare. Didn't follow God. Weren't doing things right at all. But you know, there's something about Eli. He was a man who had heard God in the past, even when hearing God was rare. So he was somebody who was familiar with the voice of God. But at this point in the passage, we see that God isn't speaking to him, but he's speaking to Samuel. Now, you know what, church, if I'm honest, you know, I know God wants to speak to us. But there are times in our Christian lives, aren't they, when actually we can say hand on heart that actually I'm not hearing God as clearly as I once was. I'm maybe more of a past hearer of God than a current hearer of God. And, you know, I want to encourage us that we don't want to be people who in the past had a word from the Lord and we heard from God. We want to be people who are current hearers of God, that hearing for God is part of our normal experience experience as a Christian. So my challenge to you is, are you hearing for God, from God today for yourselves? Or are, you, or are you, if you're honest, saying, well, God spoke to me three years ago. God spoke to me six months ago, but actually I'm not hearing him today. I'm not, I'm not a current hearer of God. We need to be current hearers of God, not past hearers of God. Max Lucado, Lucado, sorry, writes this, our ears, unlike our eyes, do not have lids. They are to re remain open, but how easily they close. How long is it since you had your hearing checked? So we're going to do a quick hearing check, all right? And I want to just challenge you a little bit. I want to encourage you to be a current hearer of God, not a past hearer of God. And I want to look at some of perhaps the reasons why we don't hear. Perhaps we're not hearing as clearly from God because we're weary and we need refreshing by God. We need God to be re-enthused. If that's you this morning, just bring that to God and say, God, you know, I'm not hearing as clearly as I was. I'll be honest, I'm a bit... <sighs> Do you know what I mean? Because God can deal with us if we say, and we're honest, I feel a bit, he's the one who comes and breathes on us and brings that, that refreshment that, that stirs up that passion to hear his voice again. Sometimes we're not listening 
because we're not giving God any time or space. Now, someone gave this quote. Now, the quote is by the unknown. I reckon this person purposely wanted to be unknown because it won't make him very popular. It says, no one is ever too busy. Really? Uh, it's, life is about managing your priorities and doing the things you love. You know, sometimes we're not hearing from God because we're not even giving God any time or space. We're never actually calming ourselves and quieting ourselves for long enough to let God in amidst all the buzz and the hullabaloo. So I want to challenge you this morning. Are you hearing from God? If you're not, why? Is it because you're weary? Is it because you've not actually set any time aside to hear from God? Is it because you're not willing to hear it through others or you only want to hear it through somebody else? A little story I want to share with you. Once there was a man who dared to speak to God. Burn the bush like you did for Moses, God, and I'll follow you. Collapse the wall like you did for Joshua, and God, I will fight for you. Still the waves like you did on Galilee, God, and I will listen to you. So the man sat. He sat near the bush and near a wall and close to the sea, and he waited for God to speak. So God heard the man, and he answered. He sent a fire, but not for the bush, but for the church. He brought down a wall, but not of brick, but of sin. And he stilled a storm, but not of the sea, but of the soul. And God waited for the man to respond. And he waited, and he waited, and he waited. But the man was looking at the bush and not the heart, the bricks and not the lives, the sea and not the soul. And he decided that God had done nothing. And finally, he looked at God and asked, have you lost your power? And God looked at him and said, have you lost your hearing? Sometimes church, we expect God to speak to us in one way. And if he doesn't speak to it in exactly the way that I think, then we miss what he's saying. We need to be people who are willing to hear from God in any of the myriad of ways that he wants to speak to us. Some of us will only receive it if we get a, a, a scripture that we can quote. Some of us will only receive it if brother so-and-so brings it from the Lord. You know what? We need to be people who are open to hear God's voice. Because you know what? I communicate with my family in many ways. I have my voice. I have different tones. I have the look. Owen knows the look, don't you, son? All right. We, I have actions. You know. you know, I communicate in lots of different ways with my kids and with my husband. You know, God communicates in lots of different ways with us. And we need to be open to God communicating and not just expecting it always in one way. You know, we are not called to be people who live on yesterday's revelation. You know, we've been talking about catching waves. Now, I'm not a surfer. I'm not even going to pretend I've even tried because it'd be far too cold and it wouldn't be my bag. But you know what? The, the, if the surfers go out, they will have a strategy for that day. And they'll probably catch loads of waves. But if they use that same strategy the following day, because the, the tides have changed, they could probably miss every single wave that was going. You know what, church? We need to be people who are hearing God in the here and now so we can catch the wave that is happening now and not rely on the strategies that he gave us years before. You know, we need to be people who are hearing God for ourselves. You know, can I challenge you, all right, as well? Are we not hearing God because we don't like what he's, what he's saying? You know, we have a, a song in our household that when the kids don't like what I'm saying, they jokingly put their hands over their ears and they go, I'm covering my ears like a kid. It's actually a song by Naughty Boy. Um, and basically, it's this whole thing of, you know, I can't hear you, mom, can't hear you. 
You know, kids at school often when I'm telling them not to do something, I sometimes have to tell them a second time. And if they say to me, sorry, miss, I didn't hear you. I know they're lying because you can always hear me. But, you know, the reason they say that is because they didn't like what I was saying. Are we not hearing from God because sometimes we don't like what he's actually saying to us? Because you know what? God is a God of love, but sometimes he says, stop that. Sometimes he says, pick this up. Sometimes he says, you've got to just keep going. And sometimes we don't want to hear that. You know, I'll be honest. Sometimes God says things to me and I'm thinking, that's not what I wanted to hear. Do you know what I mean? And Rebecca knows what I'm talking about. Um, so, you know, sometimes God speaks to us and it's not what we want to hear. And sometimes that can stop us hearing God because we're not actually willing to take what he's actually saying to us. And so I just really want to encourage you this morning, church. Are you past hearers? Are you hearing God for yourself today? And if you're not hearing God for yourself today, why not? Is it because you're weary? Is it because you're too busy and you're not giving God any time? Is it because you're expecting God to do it in a certain way and if he doesn't do it in the way that you like it, you're not going to hear it? Or is it because you don't always like what God's got to say? But can I remind you, church, that God only says things to us for our benefit. He only ever corrects us for our benefit. He does it because we're his children. If I never, ever corrected either of my children, they would be total tearaways, total runaways. But you know what? God doesn't want us to be runaway prodigal children. He wants us to be children of God who know Him, who have relationship with Him and who are experiencing all His goodness. And that is why He speaks to us, church. That's why sometimes He has to bring that word of discipline. That's why sometimes He tells you to stop something because He can see that it's doing you no good. And you know what, church? We need to be people who are hearing God for ourselves in the here and now, not relying on things that God said years ago, but hearing God's word fresh for us today. And so can I, my first challenge is, are you a past hearer or are you a current hearer? Moving on a little bit further on, I want to just quickly mention Eli's sons. Eli's sons are being brought up with a God hearer when God hearing was rare. But he, these guys had been brought up with a God hearer. And yet, even though they'd been brought up with a man who heard God, they didn't go on to become God hearers. Can I just say to you, you cannot rely on your physical parents or your spiritual parents to hear for you. You need to be hearing for yourself. You cannot rely on that, on that Christian friend who's been a Christian older than you and expect them always to be hearing from God or you. Because, you know, Eli's son, even though their father had heard from God, because they weren't in that relationship, they went astray. And can I encourage you, church, it needs to be you and God, not you, God, and my spiritual parent. It's good to have spiritual parents, and I'm going to talk about that in a, in a few moments. But we can't rely solely on our natural parents or our spiritual parents for our salvation, our natural or our spiritual parents to hear for God, from God for us. We need to be people who are hearing God for ourselves. A little bit further on then, in a little, thinking a little bit more, with, I want to think about Samuel. You know, Samuel was just getting started in all this hearing God for himself business. But you know what? He was willing. And you know what? I believe that's the fundamental thing that God's looking for. He's looking for people who are willing, who want to hear from him. And you know what? If you're new to this whole thing, if, if faith is something that's new to you, or maybe you've been a Christian a long time, but you've just sort of never really heard God for yourself or you've picked up bits but you're not really sure about it can I encourage you that just as God wanted to speak to young Samuel God wants to speak to you and all you need to be 
is willing. That's the only thing God wants from us. And, but perhaps you do need a bit of encouragement in this area. And if you do, be like Samuel. You know what? My kids at home, they don't ever mind asking for help. Can you open the can? Can you get me a drink of water? Can you clean my muddy boots? Can you do this? Can you do that? Now, sometimes I say, do it yourself. You can manage that. Other times, because I know they can't manage that, I will do that for them. You know, it's okay to ask for help. And if this is something, hearing from God for yourself, if it's something you find difficult, whether you've been in church years or not, can I just say, you might need somebody a bit like Eli, just to help you and encourage you. You know, I'm sorry to do this, but you know, Daz and I did spend years in Richard and Linda's home group and Richard's favourite question and you knew it was coming so you went prepared was what has God said to you this week or what has God done for you and do you know what it was the best thing ever because it made us listen because we didn't want to be the one that turned up at home group with nothing to share we wanted to be the ones that said oh praise God he said this and he's done that but can I be honest with you church we need to be like that with each other we need to be encouraging each other and if you're new to this then you maybe need someone a bit like Eli to encourage you in this area. So can I speak to some of you guys who do hear God clearly? Can I ask you to be an Eli for Samuel? Can you be the person that maybe encourages the person who's maybe not been hearing from God so clearly to think about what, what has God been saying? What is going on? And if you are new to hearing from God, can I ask you to consider who might be my Eli, who might be the one that might help me in this whole area. Because you know what? It's clear that we're a family. We're supposed to be helping each other on this journey. And for some of you, you'll hear God really clearly. Well, it's your job to be an Eli and to encourage and help the ones that maybe find it a bit more difficult. But if you're the one, the one that finds it a bit more difficult to hear God, it's your job to say, hey, can you help me? Because we need to be a family. Do you understand what I'm saying, church? Is this making sense to you? And there's a role for each one of us in this. But you know, it's clear from the bit in John and from the bit um, throughout the Bible that we're supposed to be a people who are hearing God. We're supposed to be a people that are knowing what God is saying and doing in this time. Not just what he's done in the past, but what he's doing now. And we need to be a family in this church and we need to be encouraging each other in this church. We need to be challenging each other in this church. We need to be saying, what's God been saying to you? Yeah, and can I encourage you if you are feeling a bit like a Samuel that I find this hard, then you need to just maybe draw alongside an Eli, get alongside someone. It might be your pastoral leader. It might be your home group leader. It's a connect group leader. It might be just somebody that you come to church with who you know is, is that bit further on in their spiritual life than you are. But you know, you need to find someone who's going to encourage you in this. But also... If, you, if you're good at hearing from God, you need to be the Eli and encourage those that sometimes find it a bit more tricky. You know, there's an illustration that I just want to quickly bring. You know, why God talks to us because he wants to lead us into life in all its fullness. Now, if I, if I imagine that this is my obstacle, you know, if I want to get, if I was trying to get somebody past this little water bottle, I apologise, it's very small, you guys at the back, there is a water bottle here. Um, if I wanted to get someone to get past that water bottle, if they had their eyes blindfolded, I could quite easily just shove them. That way, that way, that way, that way. Could do it. Or I could simply say, take a step to the right, take a step forward, take a step to the left, 
and move on. You know, the reason God wants to speak to you is because He wants to get you where He needs you to be in the easiest possible way. And speaking to you is easier than shoving you. If you won't listen, God might well shove you. It's not very nice when He shoves you. I know, because I've sometimes been covering my ears like a kid going la la la. And God will sometimes bring something into my life to shove me. But you know what? God doesn't want to be a God that shoves us. He wants to be a God who leads us and speaks to us. Move to the right, step forward and move on. He wants to speak to us because he knows that's the easiest way to get you where you need to be so that you can live life in all its fullness. And I want to encourage you this morning that God never, ever, ever, ever doesn't have something to say to you. There might be periods where he seems quiet and I I do feel that I need to give this, that there are some of you in here this morning who think, do you know, this is all right, Rach, but you know, I'm waiting for a word from God. I need really specific guidance. Can I say God's saying to you, remain willing, keep your ears open because he wants to speak. And I I really felt that there was people in here that that was, was really applicable to. So I want to encourage you this morning and there's lots more that I could say but I'm going to stop and I'm just going to review. And I really want you to think about this whole area of hearing from God. Because I I know in my personal life that you know what? A word from God can change anything. I've spoken to so many people. Do you know what I mean? As you know, I'm part of the pastoral team. And you know what? I've spoken to so many people who perhaps have been in difficult situations and not knowing what to do. And then I meet with them a while later and God's spoken to them and they know they're going to get through. Not because I've done anything great, but because God has spoken to them. You know, I've known people people who've had to make difficult decisions and very difficult decisions. What do I do? And you know, I've not been able to bring the word of God. I've just prayed with them and supported them. But you know what? They've gone away and they've met with God and God has spoken to them and they've known what they've got to do and they've done it and they've been blessed. You know what? We need to be people that are hearing God's word because God brings guidance to us. That means we don't feel pushed and shoved by everything that happens in life, but we know that we're on a journey and we're moving with God. You know, I want to encourage you this morning. And I do want to encourage you. God knows you. You are not just part of a crowd and he wants to speak to you. We need to become familiar with his voice, church. You know, God wants us to hear his voice. You know, I was thinking about this whole thing about being familiar with God's voice. How do we become familiar with God's voice? We just put ourselves in that place where we hear it regularly. You know, there was a time when I used to ring people very regularly because texting wasn't that popular, all right? And when I used to ring them, I would, even if their children would pick up, I'd know which person of the family I was talking to. I'll be honest now, because I, te- I don't ring very often, I text all the time and then occasionally ring. When I occasionally ring people now, all right, I'd pick up and the first 30 seconds of the phone call is, <gasps> who is it? Which one of the kids is it? Is it a boy? Is it a girl? I just don't know. I'm not familiar with their voices. Do you understand what I mean? I do. I literally have that panic because there's nothing worse than calling the little sister by the big brother's name. I know I've done it repeatedly. So, but I'm not familiar because I've not, I, I'm, I'm not familiar with their voice. If we're not putting ourselves in a place to listen, church, we will never become familiar with the voice of God. And we're more likely not to catch what God is wanting to do. We're more likely to miss what he wants you to do if you're not listening. So can I encourage you this morning? God knows you. You're not just part of a crowd and he wants to speak to you and he wants to speak to you one-on-one. It's not a generic thing. God will have things that he wants to whisper into your heart. It might be correction. It might be encouragement. It might just be to reveal a bit more of himself to you. But God wants to speak to you. 
But you know, he wants to speak to us because he wants to lead us and into a life of fullness and a life of goodness. Do you know what I mean? He doesn't want to push and shove us to get us to the best place. He wants to speak to us and lead us into that best place. You know, we need to be like Eli, willing to hear from God and not just in the past, but in the present. We need to be willing, like Eli was, to be a mentor to somebody else and encourage each other in this area, church. And we need, if we're unsure, just to ask someone. This is a family, for heaven's sake. We should be able to say, I find this tough. Can you pray with me about it? Can you maybe challenge me and ask me what I think God's saying and I'll share it and if you think it's right. We need to be people who are willing to accept what God says, even if it's not exactly what we want to hear. And this morning, church, if you could just stand with me just in the the closing minutes. I really want us to do some business with God. I really want us to be honest with God about where we're at. Because you know what? We want to be wave riders. But if we're going to be wave riders, church, we need to be giving God our attention. We need to be listening to what he's got to say. And we need to be acting on it. And this morning, if you know that you just need to acknowledge before God that God, I don't always feel unique, that I'm not sure that you want to speak to me. Can you bring that before God just in these moments? Just be honest with him. God, I feel like I'm one of the sheep that nobody knows. God, I'm not even sure you'd want to bother speaking to me because I believe that as you open your heart honestly before God, God is going to bring that affirmation. And as you accept his words, that you are loved, that you are known by name, that the hairs on your head are counted, that will bring joy to your heart. If you've been a a hearer of God in the past, but you know you're not now, you're not currently walking with God in that close way where you're hearing his voice, can I ask you to think why? Are you weary and you need refreshing? Is it because you don't like what God's telling you? For some of you in here, I believe God's told you to stop doing certain things and you're not willing to do it and you need to hear the voice of God again today. For some of you, I believe God's told you to start doing something and you're too nervous to step out on it and God's telling you to step out on it. For some of you, I believe that God is saying you need to get away from all the hullabaloo and all the busyness and give him that time so that you set yourself time to listen to him. For some of you, I believe that you are hearers of God and you need to hear God and you just, you are hearers of God and you just need to say, God, I'm willing and I want to keep hearing from you. We're finishing. But can you in your heart just speak to God? And even if it is, God, I'm hearing from you, but I'm willing to hear even more. Do you know what? That delights the heart of God.